So it's pretty obvious players need coaches. Coaches need coaches. And if you're in business and you're not being coached, you should double check your priorities and consider getting a coach. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my special guest, business coach, realtor, dad, UCF graduate, so many other awesome things, husband, brother, son, Rick Bosley. Rick, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. I love the energized uh, intro there, Dustin. I appreciate you having me Yeah, on. that's three cups of coffee, 36 ounces of coffee before 9 a.m. So how fast do you finish that? Because we're going to start getting the handshake a little bit. No, I can't finish this one too quick because then I have to run to the potty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're live. We've got to keep going. And we're live. And we have to keep going. And I'm using the word potty because Rick and I were just offline talking about raising puppies. You just... Um, Adopted or purchased a nine-week-old, what is he again? He's a Bernie Doodle, Bernese Mountain Dog, mixed with a poodle. He'll be a small, petite, 120 pounds, full-grown, likely. That is fantastic. So, yeah, and, and, and my family, we adopted a now five-month-old. Um, I call him Louisiana Cur Dog and Lab. We really don't know what he is, okay. uh, but he was rescued from Louisiana when they had the hurricanes five months ago. Oh, wow. Yep. So I looked at him, and I'm like, well, I see Lab in there. I'm like, what's another, like, dog? And I found this thing called a cur dog. And uh, I'm like, yeah, he's from Louisiana. There's such a thing as a Louisiana cur. So he's a Louisiana cur. Love it. Yep. Um, but business coaching. Yes, sir. This is something you've been doing. Well, look, I've known Rick guys for, like, 15-plus years. Um, I knew him first um, when he worked in social services, That's right. and he reached out to me as a recommendation from his realtor about obtaining a home loan. And then later, Rick, you parlayed that career into real estate. Uh, so I knew you as a realtor, and then then I knew you as not just a realtor, but someone who was managing real estate offices, recruiting realtors, coaching realtors. And now you've parlayed that into not just coaching realtors, but coaching business owners. How did you get into business coaching? What is it that um, motivates you to want to coach others? And I'll leave it at that because it's, I could probably keep going with, with the open-ended questions. But more importantly, what is it about business coaching that excites you? Sure. Great question. Thanks for having me on. Uh, like you mentioned before, I started off, you did my loan in 2008. I became a realtor. Un, unattached to that, it was just an end of the road for my career. Uh, about Gosh, eight months into my real estate career, I was identified as talent to run the office. So I ran the Keller Williams um, Waterford Lakes office. We grew to the number one office in the board out of 2,500 offices. And that's in the Central Florida MSA yep, or, or in, the, in the Orlando yep, Central in the Orlando market. Okay. Uh, so I did that for the majority of my career. That was from 2011 to 2018. I was a team leader, like you said, a coach, a trainer, a recruiter for agents. Uh, that's really where I got my, my passion and my skill set, I suppose, for coaching. Uh, working with agents, most, you know this, Dustin, the, the barrier of entry to get your real estate license is so small. Yeah. It's, it's 64 hours in a classroom and about 1500 bucks. Congratulations. You have a license to help someone buy and sell the largest asset in their portfolio. And they teach you nothing about salesmanship, marketing, um, customer service, database, Follow-up, They teach you how to stay out of jail and how to not get sued and all the different uh, the, the tenant laws and everything else out there. So, yeah, when realtors came to me, they're kind of going, okay, great, I, I passed my exam, here I go. I don't have a, an idea or a clue what to do. So there's different levels of coaching, right? And my experience was 
number one, how do we just get your feet wet? How do we throw you in the deep? And how do we get you in front of clients, in front of customers? So you've got lead acquisition, right? Um, it takes time or takes money, and sometimes it takes both. Yep. And so how do we get the lead? How do we convert the lead? How do we maintain the lead? That's one thing. That's teaching someone to be a realtor, how to, how to convert and sell a house. The coach that I'm actually passionate about is taking you from realtor to business owner. Uh, you've worked with enough that when you are a solo agent and you are grinding and you are working seven days a week, this is the story we often hear from realtors. It's a 24-7 job, but if you don't pick up the phone, your client's going to leave for somebody else. Uh, that's simply not true. And it's, it's helping them get from realtor self-employed to business owner running a business. Even if the business is still themselves as a single agent, it's thinking like a business owner and operating like a business owner. That is so true. I mean, it is um, going from technician to CEO. That's right. And that's a very hard transition. And what I love, and, and the reason why I was excited to have you on the show is, A, because you're no longer Rick, the realtor coach. You're Rick, the business coach, because what you've realized in your career, and I've realized in my career, and I've spoken on it uh, about, about this on various other episodes, is the principles that apply to becoming a very successful loan officer, a very successful realtor, are the same exact principles that apply to just about every other business out there, especially small businesses, but really as you scale that small business to large corporations. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that was strategic a little bit. I mentioned I was a team leader from 2011 to 18. So in 19, I got back in sales. So I left the leadership. I got back into real estate, uh, taking everything I've been doing and saying, all right, let's go lace up the cleats and let's go play the game again. Yeah, from scholar to practitioner. Yep. So I went back into it and, and it was uh, a little bit of a pressure cooker, which was fun because everything I've been teaching and preaching and training, I said, okay, Rick, time to show up and go do it. Yeah. So uh, the spotlight was on me. Maybe it was just figuratively on me to myself of going, I've got to go perform. Uh, MAPS is Mega Agent Productivity Systems. It's a MAPS coaching was an affiliate partner of Gary Keller and Keller Williams. And about two years ago, they launched MAPS Business Coaching, specifically to non-real estate industry businesses, from large corporations to franchise owners to landscapers who are just trying to figure out how to turn their hobby into a career. Okay. So uh, I joined this operation for a couple of reasons. It was strategic. Being in real estate, my customers no longer realtors. They're actually my competition now, yeah. right? We still have a very sharing environment. Yet at the end of the day, if you and I are both a realtor and he's our friend, we're both going to show her how to get that and say, may the best man win. And so I said, how can I, how can I double dip my skills and my, my lead generation? Well, I've got about 85 preferred vendors and partners who I refer. Anything from a house cleaner to a painter to a mortgage loan officer. And so if I'm already working with them from a real estate standpoint, how can I double dip that skill set and go, let me also help you from coaching and training? And so it was able to, um, when I make a phone call to you, it's a lead generation tool, not only for the coaching business, now for the real estate business with the intention of going, I want to help you be a better CEO, better technician, because Dustin, if you can run, I say you figuratively to my, yes. my vendor partner, if you can run a better business and have better response time with a better organization chart with better customer or better um, retention programs, you're going to treat my referrals at a higher level, which makes me look good, which makes the whole cycle of repeating business coming out. Yeah, no, I love it. Something that, that I coach and teach, uh, especially when I mentor the, the younger students, which uh, I do a decent amount with the University of Central Florida, which is like the second or third largest university in the country, right. um, is I talk about hunting like a native or hunting like a European settler. Like when you do your business, what you're talking about, you are, you are a professional realtor. Yep. You provide for your family. 
you're also a professional business coach that helps provide for your family. If you're going to make a call, you might as well, this is where the hunting analogy comes in, hunt like a native, which means you're going to make the most out of your efforts. Sure. Right? When a native went out and hunted or when they go out and hunt, they use the entire carcass of the animal they killed. Yep. The problem with the Western settler uh, is they took just the part they wanted, whether it's the heart, whether it's the hide, whether, you know, it was the back strap. Yeah. And too many times in business, I find people are doing that. I find that that they're going after just the one part of the animal that they were looking for, not realizing there are so many other parts that you could be purposing if you just opened your mind to it. And maybe, not even maybe, definitely, that's what you need a coach for. You need a coach sometimes to take your hyper-focus and open your mindset just a little bit larger, keep you hyper-focused, but on a much larger target so that you are maximizing every call you make, every meeting you have uh, to your benefit. Sure. Well, and I, I love that analogy because uh, it is it is making the most of it. So you mentioned this is why you need a coach. So the question, maybe we just brainstorm on it right now, is why don't more people hire a coach? What is what is the resistance around getting a coach, in your opinion, of these small business owners or franchise leaders? What do you think is the resistance? Uh, a, hard, just being hard-headed. Okay. I Look. mean, just being hard-headed that I don't need that. Um, you know, sometimes also, I think it's uh, the same reason why in school, why are you, people are afraid to raise their hands? Like, they're afraid to say, I need help. They're afraid to say, I may be weak in this subject. Yep. I may not be understanding fully, yep. which is asinine because you and I know from firsthand experience, as well as those that we look up to, every single person that we look up to because they've achieved something that we still aspire to achieve has had help along the way. They've made it to that position because they're willing to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm not the best at this. Come help me. I'm willing to pay you to come help me. I'm willing to buy you a beer or take you to dinner if if you'll share with me some of your knowledge. So that's why it's crazy for me to think that someone doesn't. I mean, my kids, they had a pitching coach. They've had a long snapping coach when I was... A kid, my father sent me to baseball camp. Like, so if we're doing that with 12-year-olds and 8-year-olds and 15-year-olds, why would you not do it with a 35-year-old or the 45-year-old at a much higher stake and a much right. higher level? Well, and that's often the question I'll ask is say, okay, you've got a – how old are your kids now, Dustin? Uh, they're going to be 13 and going to be 16, both with birthdays coming up. Okay, perfect. So you've got right in the heart of teenagers. So school's really starting to matter because there's going to be transcripts that go into college. Yes. Right? So now you've got the four, I don't know what they are now, but the four core uh, courses you're going to take, English, math, science, and, and history. Right? Yes. And so your kids get A, B, B, F, or D. You're likely going to go hire a tutor. Yes. And so we've got to get that D to at least a B so we can get you into college. And you're going to say... This is where you are struggling. Let's get you a coach so you can improve that skill set. Yet, if if these professionals, loan officers, realtors, or landscapers, or whomever, could look at their own business and actually give themselves an evaluation like a teacher would give of going, how are you doing with your lead generation, with your lead retention, with your hiring systems, with your organization, with your leadership, with your marketing? Where do you have a D that you need a coach? And that's where we can highlight that. And maybe that's what the coach does in the first place. It is someone to actually evaluate your business because you are just 10,000 feet. I guess you're not 10,000 no, feet. You're you, in the trenches. You're in the yeah, you, you may be like three feet below yeah. surface because you're that far yeah, in, you're in in, into it. Yeah, and it's what I love about it, it's a third party. It's a third party. So it's someone who doesn't have a vested interest. Their only vested interest is, is bringing you value so you keep paying them. Yeah. 
right? I mean, if, if they don't bring you value, they know damn well, I'm going to get fired. Well, and that's, um, you know, through coaching, the number one reason by far, 80 to 90% of why a coaching client would leave a coaching organization is they were not held to a high enough level of accountability. You, you came to me and you're hiring me as a coach to get you from point A to point B. If I let you off the hook or if you go hide and I don't come find out where you're hiding or if I don't interrogate your reality or if I don't help you get that clarity, you're going to go, what am I writing a check for? I'm still sitting, hitting status quo. Yeah, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. So I would guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, as a coach, you need to make me feel a little uncomfortable in the very beginning. Because in order for me to change, I have to feel uncomfortable. Sure. That, 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 that discomfort is what's going to push me to the next level or to make a shift in order to, in, in your term, take that D I have in Algebra 2 yep. and turn it into a B. Right. You know, you're going to encourage me to maintain that A that I have in my AP World History class. Um, by the way, the D is not quite as close, but these are some of the conversations we have in our household right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you're dominating. AP World History, high five, like AP course. That gives you college credit. AP course, that's a 5.0 in the GPA. It helps bring up the GPA. But what's going on in this Algebra 2 class? Right. Right? Well, and the conversation is, if you don't have a B, we need to look at a tutor. And even the 15-year-old. The 15-year-old who's hard-headed says, I don't need a tutor. Oh, 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 only kids who aren't smart need a tutor. I'm like, no, not necessarily. That's the coming through. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily. And and that that correlates. That's a 15-year-old talking, but it's also a 25-year-old talking and a 35-year-old talking and even a 55-year-old talking. What When someone comes in to coach with you, what's one of the very first exercises you do with him or her? Understanding where they're at, where they want to be. If they don't have clarity of their vision, then how do we know the path to get there? We do it every day, even though I've been to this office, you know, a dozen times this last year. I know how to get here. I still plugged in a GPS. Right? Society has just created me to say, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. Someone give me a roadmap to get there in the least amount of time. And so as a coach, I'm going, all right, Dustin, this is where you're at. Tell me about 2020. And you're going to tell me, okay, is that good, bad, or ugly? What did you intend to do? Sometimes there is no intention. Sometimes it's winging it and work hard. Some- Which I would guess isn't necessarily um, something that is promoted or encouraged to just wing it. No, winging it is going to be, uh, it's accidental. Uh, It lets you off the hook if it's a good year or a bad year, right? People who winged it this year and it was a bad year, they're going to place the blame on COVID. Okay. Right? Yet, and I hear this even from people in my office, they're going, yeah, you know, down year because of COVID, because of COVID, because of COVID. I'm going, the market is up. Mm -hmm. Real estate has sold more in 2020 than 2019. The third quarter is up by 10% from last year. So you can't blame COVID because everyone else is still doing it. So uh, by doing that, it's a little bit of pleading ignorance, mm-hmm. um, not interrogating your own reality. So we check where you're at and then where you're going to go. Uh, the first call is going to be, well, it's never judgment, yet I'm not going to have any coaching there. It's really understanding where you're at. From there, what, what I love when we talk about the kids analogy, your kids do have to get on a roll to get into that college. Yes. They have to be well-rounded in all aspects. In business, we don't. And so maybe the aspect, if, if you're awful at bookkeeping your budget and P&L, yet you're an amazing lead generation or a converter or a marketer or something else out there, we're not going to say, let's stop doing that and get you. I'm going to go, great, who's going to do it for you? And that's the cool thing that if your son who says, I don't need Algebra 2, Dad, I'm going to go do this. How cool would it be if you're like, sweet, go hire someone to take your Algebra 2 test for you. <laughs> right? You can't do that. We can in business, though. Yeah. Right? And so then it goes, well, you've got a choice. We're going to incre- increase your, your skill set here or we've got to identify talent to come do it in lieu of you. 
I'm not going to let you off the hook from understanding it. And I had that with a coaching client. I said, give me your books. And I said, how was your week? And she told me her sales and she was great. When I actually said, let's take that against your P&L, your expenses, she made like less than a hundred bucks, which was less than 10 bucks an hour to what she thought was a great week. And we're going, you've got to understand this. And I learned that she was not going to have the capacity or desire to go do it. I said, you've got my next call. You need to have a bookkeeper on staff and send me your P&L. And that was her going out of her comfort zone to then improve her CEO-manship to run a better business. Do you ever turn down people who inquire about coaching? You know, um, I will. And it's funny. I had two calls yesterday back to back. And one was from an office in Winter Haven going, Rick, I want you to coach my productivity agents. My new agents, can you come in do a virtual coaching, right? Uh, what I loved his philosophy was in 2019, he had to look for talent in his own office. Well, in 2020, we created this virtual allowance that you can do anything virtually now. So his talent pool now has no borders. So he says, Rick, what, what would this look like? And I said, yes, I would be interested. However, no to the capacity. So that's really why I'm saying right now, right now is my capacity. I'm still launching the real estate business. We, we had an amazing year there uh, and identifying, I'm looking for very, really six full-time clients which will keep that moving going forward, yet also let the real estate business go. Yeah, because yeah. I'd imagine, because um, you relaunched Rick the Realtor a yep. year and a half, two 18, years ago? 18 months ago. 18 months ago. So you went from no book of business, right? Because when you were managing one of the largest, if not the largest, Keller Williams office in Orlando, which is a top 20 market in the U.S., right. You weren't allowed to be Rick the Realtor. I was right? non-compete. I referred out my friends. I even hired an agent to sell my own house. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so you you started over started. after a decade of being dormant. Yep. You started over. So you went from zero to what did you close in 2020? How many transactions? Thirty-five. Thirty-five transactions. That puts you where in your market in the Orlando market as a realtor? Top ten percent. Five percent. Top five percent. Four or five percent. Yeah. So you kind of know what you're talking about. Right. What do you think you're going to do in 2021? The vision is 87 units, which, okay. which would be just over 25 million. Okay. Yeah. 87 units all by yourself? I've got a team. Last, oh, last okay. year, I hired an executive assistant. Um, and then just about a month ago, I hired another sales agent to the team. Okay. So you may know a thing or two about scaling. Well, and that's a lot of, that's my favorite thing about coaching is going, you can't do it by yourself. We've already alluded to this, right? And if you're going to do it by yourself, you're going to hit a natural ceiling uh, and something's going to give. And, and if you want to just keep, knocking down doors in the business wise then your health or your family or something is sacrificing because you don't have that capacity to do it so um, one thing i love is when i started i had some some agents come and go uh, i'd be interested in working for you when are you hiring when are you hiring and the answer is when my business tells me i can mm -hmm. uh, everything is going to be based off performance and when you hire somebody the business has to increase by x number of units and, and uh, i just had this conversation with my insurance broker I actually use them um, urban young and talking going what What's your organization chart look like? And how many policies will you get from that? And is that, is that good or bad? So at what point does your business say, hey, I need help to bring on somebody else? Uh, one of my favorite analogies with running a business, and Dustin, you're a sports guy. So there's nine players in a ball on a ball field. Yes, right? baseball that is. Baseball, thank you. And so if the center fielder is not performing as a manager, they have to choose to keep them in or replace them. In business, how often do we see that you keep the center fielder out there because they're just a good friend, they've been around for a while, you have some loyalty, but you just go put a 10th player out there to help them out to pick up where they're slacking? Um, 
All too often. All too often. All too often. Right. Yep. So it's run your business like you'd run a, an organization like a major league baseball. And so identify these are my players on my team. This team should be performing X. If they're not performing X, I have a choice to keep them there until we do. And we might lose some games or some months or however we want to or replace that player to someone who will perform. Yeah. I mean, you talk about you coach them up or you coach them out. Yeah. One way or the other, they either need to be traded or they need to um, find a way to get out of their slump. Yeah. Uh, stop missing those pop-ups and uh, quit making errant throws. And before I'm quick to do that with anybody, I've got to look at myself. When someone joins my organization, have I set the proper expectations, the proper training, the accountability, and set them up for success? Or is the DNA really on me and their failure? I'm just putting it out on them. Because then when you, when you do that, then you get Groundhog's Day. Then you can bring in talented person, ever talented person. If you're being a lousy leader, then you're not going to win championships. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the person in the mirror. Like, I mean, you start, I mean, Michael Jackson sang about it, which, by the way, is one of my favorite songs. I'm looking at the map. There you go. Um, but, no, it is. It's the person in the mirror. You have to look at that person, have a hard, deep conversation with that person, which, by the way, is the only person you can 100% control. You cannot 100% control anyone else in life but that person. Yep. So let's start by fixing that person, which is why people need coaching. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer. The reason why people need coaching is because it starts with the person in the mirror, but you sometimes need somebody to guide or offer suggestions or an outside perspective that maybe you're not seeing because blinders are on. I asked you earlier um, a question about, do you ever turn people away? Yeah. And I asked a question in my mind, I was thinking I was going to elicit a certain response, but then I realized this, if people are reaching out to you, they've already made the decision that they want help. But something that I've learned, and maybe this is me learning as a business operator, I can't push coaching onto my associates or to my team members because if they don't want it, it's not going to work. And right. the same thing applies for, in my, my personal beliefs, same thing applies for I can't make my best friend go to a dietitian and start – working out and exercising regularly unless he or she asks me for, you know, Hey, right. Dio, can you help me with this? Like I can't make someone in my circle go to counseling or therapy because I think it would benefit them for where they are in life. Unless they raise their hand saying, Hey, I would love to do this. Can you point me in the right direction? The same thing applies to coaching. And I would, I'm, I would assume you're not going to take on a client unless you know that client has made the conscious decision that they want to be there, that they're bought in, um, and that they're willing to accept the little bit of pain that they're going to go through in order to make the changes they need to to see the results that they're that they're trying to seek. Yeah, no, I, and, and thanks for rebringing that up because there was a different answer to that, which is uh, you can't push a rope, right? You've mentioned that. If if you if you say, hey, Rick, I'm interested in coaching, I need to understand what you see as coaching. It's not an easy button. It's not a magic pill. It's not if you get coaching, you'll be guaranteed results with X, Y, Z. It is helping. It is almost therapy. It's therapy for your business, right? It's, it's me asking questions to you so that you can start seeing things in a different light. At the end of the day, if, if I know deep down, it's all about you having more face-to-face -face meetings. Until you realize that, you're not going to do it. And so, you know, we've always mentioned feeding a, a carrot to an animal. I can't just shove the carrot in your face and assume you eat it. I've got to dangle it over here and make you want to come do it, and then you're going to eat it naturally. Uh, we're training puppies. It's the same thing. We can't just make our puppy not go to the bathroom in the house. It's just we've got to coach them and train them yes. how to do it. 
uh, because they're going to do it. And so when I've talked to successful business owners who have an amazing hire, amazing person on their team and going, how do you hold them accountable to such a high level? And the best response I got was, you don't have to hold accountable people accountable. Hire an accountable person, they're going to be accountable. I can't hold you accountable. If you say, Rick, I'm coming to you to hold me accountable. You're still the one doing the work. You're still the one who's going to be reporting back, who's going to be making those commitments. If, if you and I agree that you're going to do X, Y, Z before this time next week, and if you don't, you've got to do some silly consequence, you could just give me a giant middle finger and say, I'm not going to do that. And what am I going to do about it? Yeah, nothing. I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to show up at your doorstep at 5 a.m. and make you work out. If your buddy comes to you and says, I want to get healthy, yet he chooses to make the same poor decisions, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. He's got to be have that own accountability. You're there to be his guiding force, his Yoda, his Mr. Miyagi. You're there to help him get where he wants to be. And when you come to me, I've got to be willing to break you down at a, at a point that you can handle, right? I don't want to make you get so frustrated and fragile, yet build you back up at a pace faster than you thought you could go. No, that is um, so true. I mean, at the end of the day, and that's the cold, hard reality. The cold, hard reality is ultimately you are the reason you are or are not successful. It's we all have our outside influences. Some of us have a more advantageous outside influence. Some, some of us have, have a, uh, a tougher road to hoe. Yeah. But ultimately, it comes down to the individual. You either do or you don't when it comes to wanting it. Right. And if you want it, you're going to reach out to a coach. For, for you and I, as business leaders, as sales and marketing practitioners who have competed and won at a very high level, we might not totally comprehend why someone wouldn't want a coach, but that's where like the, the purpose of this show is to encourage people. Name me one instance in any facet in life where a coach, a tutor, a, a counselor, right? A mentor didn't come into play. Like, I don't think you can do it. Like name me one awesome dog that didn't have a great trainer. Name me one horse that has won the Kentucky Derby that didn't have a great trainer. Right. You know, it's like you, whatever it is, whether it's, it's sports, whether it's business, uh, whether it's philanthropy. I mean, we all, anyone who is successful has some kind of helper. Right. And normally we have sought them out and we have paid for them. We have paid for them. Now, just like anything in life, I want to encourage you run the ROI. We talk about running ROI on everything. Should I mow my own lawn? Should I um, change my own, my own oil? I don't know. Run the ROI. What's your hourly worth? Yep. How much do you enjoy that uh, particular task? And then decide, do you outsource it or do you do it yourself? When you're hiring a coach, you have to sit down and you have to run your ROI. By doing this, what's my result that I'm trying to achieve? And therefore, am I going to earn more money by doing so or gain a better quality of life. I mean, maybe for some people, it's like, I'm a train wreck. I'm working 24-7. I love the money I'm making. I'm fine making $10,000 less a year if it means that I invested in a coach who helped me be less of a mess. Right. Now, normally what I've found, folks, is that you'll spend that $10,000 or that $30,000 or that $5,000 on coaching your life will become less of a mess, and you'll also make more money. You'll make more money. That, that, that has happened in scaling as well. Uh, I remember not having an assistant at all. I'm talking I was a, a top 
uh, 10% producer in my industry. I was managing a branch. I was opening two other branches with no assistant, working crazy hours, living off of fast food, not exercising, drinking too much. And I got to a point to where I used to have hair, folks. I pulled it all out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm hiring an assistant. Right. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, but what if you'd make less money? I said, I'm willing to, to pay $36,000 less, cool. like, like to, to, yeah, just to get my life back. Right. But you know what happened? I got my life back, and I made $36,000 more that year. Yeah. You know, it was, and normally that's what happens. Now, I did that after going to a seminar that was put on by a coaching uh, institution and then buying into their systems and their philosophies and then following them. Following models. But I, but I wanted them. But I wanted it. You were, you were ready to go. You were ready to be accountable. Uh, yeah. That reminds me of a story, and there's a guy named Chris Suarez. He's um, a top, top agent, business owner, broker, regional owner. Um, and in five years, he went from brand new to real estate. Well, he was a team leader, but launching his business to netting a million dollars. Okay. So he did that in five years. And I love his story because he applies the 80-20 principle. And, you know, Gary Keller always says that achieving the goal is, doesn't bring you joy. It's the journey and the fulfillment along the way. That's, that's what brings you fulfillment. And so he netted a million dollars and he tells a story where he woke up the next day. He's like, all right, I netted a million. He's like, nothing changed. No. I still woke up at the same time. I still did my same route. I still had my same breakfast. He said, I made a decision at that point to apply the 80-20 principle. And he says, if I'm working 50 hours a week to net a million, the 80-20 principle suggests I should be able to do 20% of the activities yet still keep 80% of my income. So off of that theory, he said, I should be able to work 10 hours a week, 20%, and still net 800000 Now, is that because he quit doing the things he didn't like, and then he hired and scaled out for people to do the, the tasks? He that, already that... had a team, so okay. he went to his team and said, hey, congratulations, team, we did it. Now, you've got to replace these 80% of the tasks I used to do. You have $200,000 of salary cap to do it. I don't care if you get two $100,000 employees. I don't care if you get one $200,000 employee. I don't care if you get four $50,000 employees. You have $200,000 salary cap to take care of these things. I will still do these things. And what he, he, he mentions is when he did that, he thought he was going to just net 800000 No, he worked 10 hours a week and netted one point two the next year. Yeah, he elevated. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's elevate, empower. Elevate, so you elevate yourself, then you empower others. That's right. But you have to be able to inspect what you expect. So I'm sure part of those 10 hours he worked or 15 hours he worked was inspecting those that he had hired to make sure that they were doing what, what he expected of them. Leading the team. But yes, I mean, that is, yeah. and, and those are things, guys, that you get with coaching. And I know Rick's talking primarily real estate. I talk a lot about mortgage, yep. but I promise you, one of my good friends is a dentist. He and his partners do a retreat together once a year. He and his partners go out to Texas to meet with a business coach once a year. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what your industry is. If you are running a business, if you are a solopreneur, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, get a coach, Yeah. get a coach, find someone in your life that can help you become less of a mess, stay hyper-focused, scale, grow, earn more, save more, whatever the case may be, find some personal fulfillment. Yeah. I mean, in, industry-wide, right? There, there's a book, and I, I am keep going on the real estate because that's the background I've come from. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about how it translates. The millionaire real estate agent talks about four core models, the lead generation model, economic model, budget, and organization. The MAPS business coaching has five models, lead generation, budget, organization, economic, and accountability. 
every business from dentist to mortgage to real estate? Do we need leads? Do we need clients? Uh, yes. And, and by the way, my younger professionals out there, those that are currently in college, college bound, recently graduated, or heck, if you're looking for a career change, I promise you this, if money motivates you, he or she that controls the leads controls the money. Meaning if you want to make a lot of money in this world, in this lifetime, in this country, work in a position where you are responsible for bringing in the leads because leads equals revenue. Yep. And if you want to make money, you work with money. Um, so yes, yeah. leads are very important. Well, that's where it starts. It's lead generation, right? And then it's economic model, which, which is a book, great book called Profit First. It, most people, when they learn business 101, they say, take your revenue, pay your expenses, whatever's left over is profit. I don't know about you, Dustin, but I don't want to have the leftovers. Right? No. So the concept is profit first. This is go pay yourself first. Then we reverse engineer that. They say, what are your expenses? Then how much revenue do you need to create? Once we create that, we're working with our profit first. So now we know our revenue. We break that down to what does each of our revenue bring us in terms of, of compensation, so the cost per deal. So if it's $5,000 per loan that you guys close and you want to make 200000 then you've got your number, right? Then we're going to say, you've got your economic model, you've got your lead generation model, your organization chart. Can you do it by yourself or do you need help? What does that look like? And then the budget's going to be what exactly are our expenses so we're not just frivolously doing it. The accountability, there's a, I'm going to keep referencing books. I love it. I'm not smart. I just retain information and, and absorb a lot of it. Right? I had that conversation with my son driving up uh, to a, a football camp two weeks ago. Actually, he was driving. So my 15-year-old was driving from Florida to Georgia. A little bit scary, uh, but he did really good. But he said to me, Dad, you're so smart. I said, no, I'm not. I go, I'm just very experienced. Right. You know, like I'm not smart. I've been around the block a time or two, and I've read a couple books. Yeah, so, no, no original thoughts going on. Zero. Um, so the one thing has a, a great blueprint for accountability models. Uh, the GPS, it's a one-page business plan. It says, what is your goal? What are your priorities to hit that goal? And what are your strategies to achieve those priorities? Once you have your GPS, we chunk it down to a 411. Annual goals broken down to monthly goals, broken down to weekly goals. And so we're saying, what are the most important things this week you must do to have a great month. And if you have 12 great months, you have a great year, you've fulfilled all those priorities. The biggest thing of where the rubber meets the road is I can be the best planner and business creator and strategist, yet if I don't implement, so it's time blocking. It's taking those most important things and going, when are you going to do it? The, the biggest thing that self-employed people or business owners, the biggest hindrance to their success is errands. That when they should be working, they're running errands. Yeah, They're, they're doing personal stuff because Realtors or loan officers, I, I keep going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to do this so I can choose my own schedule. Eh, wrong. Correct. Right. Say that again. <laughs> Say that one more time. Just repeat it for me. Choosing your own schedule. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's the old adage of freedom isn't free. No. And if you want to have the most flexible schedule, unemployment, you never have to be anywhere. Correct. And, and I think a lot of people almost have that imposter syndrome, they think they have a business or profession, yet they're really just part-time or unemployed. No, yeah. I look at anyone and I've I've multiple friends who are are solopreneurs. They're they're you know, they work for themselves. Yeah. And um the biggest mistake anyone makes who 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 isn't happy with where they are from a uh income or financial standpoint and you are a solopreneur or you work for yourself is the fact that you have taken advantage of the fact that you get to quote unquote make your own schedule. Right. No. Like if, if you're unhappy, it's because you're not working eight to six, right? You're not working eight to six and four hours on Saturday. Like you're not setting a set schedule. You're not waking up and going to work. 
Um, and, and we see that day in, day out, and it applies to so many different industries. Yeah. Well, and, and um, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about what could I do, most people overestimate what you can do in a year, Dustin, yet you grossly underestimate what you can do in five years. And if you can, you can put that intentionality. We talked about this, uh, what we were talking about just before the call, the hockey stick. Yes. Uh, oh, your subscribers. Yeah. This channel. Everyone subscribe and like this channel right now. So. Yeah. And by the way, uh, my son taught me this too. Make sure you like this episode. There you so go. it's important that you like each episode as well as go to YouTube or go to Apple or go to Spotify and actually subscribe to the, the, the podcast or the channel, but make sure you're liking each individual episode, assuming you like it. If you don't like it, just don't listen and move on to an episode that you do like. There it goes. Shameless, uh, sh- un- unshameless plug. Un- unshameless plug. Well, we're going to plug the hell out of your, uh, your, your coaching in about a minute. Okay. Uh, but something I did want to point out, because you're talking about time blocking. Yep. Um, and I'm going to shamelessly plug an episode we did like months and months and months ago. So I promise you the quality won't be as good as this one because it was one of our first episodes, but the content is still spot on. If you suck at time blocking, Go listen to the episode called Theme Days. Businesses. My sister runs a business uh, in medical credentialing, right? So if you're a medical provider and you want to be able to offer your services to XYZ uh, health insurance companies, United, Blue Cross, maybe Medicare, Medicaid, you need to be credentialed, especially if you're in like mental health or you're in some kind of like a physical therapy industry. My sister texted me, oh my God, I love Theme Days. So like theme days, although I learned it as a mortgage loan originator, it applies to all industries. If you suck at time blocking, maybe you can't block out 10 to 2 or oh from 3 to 5 every day. That's too hard for you, too difficult. Just know on Monday, I tackle this. On Tuesday, I tackle that. On Wednesday, I, I tackle you know something different. Perfect. So that way, you're at least keeping yourself on track because you're right. It's very cumbersome to try to tackle 12 months at a time. But it's very easy to win every day. Yeah. There's five days in the week, maybe six. You should take at least one day off. But there's five days in every single week. If you win three out of five, you're winning. Yep. Your goal should be to win four out of five. Yep. Five out of five is to celebrate the heck out of that, go to a nice steak dinner. Um, but so for those people who are struggling with time blocking, maybe you should go back and listen or watch Theme Days. Um, and it's an episode that we probably did, uh, maybe episode like 10 or five. It was maybe two even, I don't I, know. I love but. how early it is in your episode catalog, because that's how important it is. Because if you don't have a, a schedule of where you can hold yourself accountable as an employee, I've got a boss. My boss says, Rick, get to work at this time. If I don't get to work at that time, what happens? Oh, you get fired. Well, okay. first you get written up, then you get fired. So there's consequences if I don't show up to work on time. The, the challenge we see with most entrepreneurs is their boss sucks. Oh, they are a great technician, but a piss poor manager. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have a boss. They're their own boss. Let them get themselves away. What, what time's your day start? Whenever someone needs me, well, that's awful. Or it starts at 5 a.m. when I wake up, I check emails. Well, that's awful, mm-hmm. right? So, so either way, that coach almost is that board of directors for you or that chairman of the board, that just the Geppetto on the shoulder going, here's what needs to be happening. So if someone was curious about learning more about coaching, yep. whether, maybe they've never done it before. Uh, maybe they've done it, but they're looking for a change. Sure. Uh, and they want to pick your brain. Are sure. you open to people picking your brain? Let yep. me ask that first. 100%. Okay, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the best number is going to reach me is 407-815-2020. 407-815-2020. Yep. That is super easy. Did you pay for that? Uh, I did. I chose okay. that. That was intentional. The, the, this is a complete side story. I got that back in 2019. I'm going, what would be a good number that's good? I want to have forever in branding there. Um, and we, our intention was to do an amazing party on August 15th of this year. 
which was our phone number day, 815-2020. Well, thank you, COVID. We didn't happen to do that. So uh, we didn't throw that party, but, well, but well, that was intentional. You know what? Maybe you can do it in 2021 and uh, just celebrate that. Keep the phone number the same because it's super yeah. easy to remember. And I'm assuming you coach, because our listeners come from all over the U.S., Spokane to Key West and everywhere in between. Um, you coach that way too? Or? I coach that way. Zoom has been, been extremely okay. friendly, so we can Zoom share that. I was going to also share starting January 8th, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be played, but January 2020, every Friday at 8.30, I'm doing free group coaching. Oh, so, so how does someone find out about that? Yep, so if you want to go to bosleyteamevents.com. Okay, Bosley Team Events, and hopefully JC will put it like right here, Perfect, when, right here. When, when he produces and yeah. drops this episode. Yeah. Um, no, that, that would be fantastic. And I'm going to guess, because I know you personally, so I'm just going to throw this out there. Sure. Guys, I promise you this, if you reach out to Rick and Rick's like, hey, look, you're not a good fit for what I do well he will know who is a good fit or he'll be able to task you with one or two things to go do. And once you've achieved those one or two things to be able to come back to him and sign on for, for coaching, because yeah. not everyone is ready for coaching, but everyone should be coached if that makes any sense. Well, it's going to be a needs analysis and it might not be me. Uh, my maps coach is the maps business coach. So mymapscoach.com, you'll find all sorts of things. So if you just wanted to play the field and look for a coach who is best for you, I'm, I've had at least eight or nine different coaches. Uh, some I've had, and after a year, I say, hey, I feel like it's getting stale. We're becoming too friendly. I need someone who's a little bit more drill sergeant-y because that fits me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had someone who was a little soft and kept letting me get away with stuff where I was hiding. They wouldn't come find me, so I came back for it. So there's got to be a good fit, right? Uh, well, and, and, and I'm not a good fit for everybody because I am pretty direct and blunt, and I'm going to call you out on your BS if you start calling it out. Well, no, and I love what you just said, that you've had nine different coaches because there's something that I believe in. It's called academic inbreeding. And if you're constantly going back to the same university and the same professors to get your, your AA, your associates and your bachelors and your masters and your doctorate, that's not advised. Like right. in the, in the world of academia, that's not advice. They call that academic inbreeding. Same thing goes if you had the same coach over and over and over again, unless you're totally crushing it, right? Unless you and your coach are shifting, pivoting and maneuvering together, it makes sense to have an, a, a different coach because your mindset may be different at age 39 than it was, than it's going to be at 42. Or That's if right. you're 26, your mindset at 26 doesn't match your mindset at 29. Some, some years you need the hard ass. Yep. Some years you don't. Um, and I think it's very important that you find a coach that matches where you are today. You know, cause someone might need Rick Bosley today, but then not again for five years, or maybe Rick wasn't your cup of tea last year, but this year you're like, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. And it's important for me to have that conversation with my clients of going, I think, I think we've outgrown each other. Yeah. Or there's a certain capacity I want to introduce you to new Joe Schmo and, and having that intercoach relationship as well that says it's not working out here. And we're going to know that. Are you showing up and achieving the results you desired? If you hire me in 90 days, we haven't seen the needle move. It's not working out. Your problem, my problem doesn't matter. This is not working out. We're going to make a change. That's fantastic. Rick, thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to be on the show, to share all your insight, your wisdom, to wrap back and forth with me. Again, he is Rick Bosley. He's a coach with MAPS. Yep. His phone number, 407-815-2020. Even I remembered it. So that's the first time. Look, anymore with cell phones, you know, you just I, I look up Rick and I hit, I hit call, but now I know it because it's so memorable. There you go. Um, and email, website. Yeah, the best one's going to be Rick at the Bosley team. 
Uh, that website's going to be all of my businesses. It's going to be launched brand new January 1st. So we're going to have the coaching element, the real estate element, uh, my vendor professionals. So if you need, if you're in central Florida, all those 85 lists of people who I personally vet and, and recommend will be on there. So I'm looking to create a one-stop shop with that website of Rick, or excuse me, thebosleyteam.com. Awesome. He's Rick Bosley. I'm Dustin Owen. Please like this episode, subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you can find podcasts. More importantly, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers. They should check this out. This is all we have for you today. Rick, do you have time to do one more episode? Because we did not get a chance to jump into who is Rick Bosley? How did you become Rick Bosley? What made you, what shaped you, and what are some things that you're going to pass along to your three sons? Do you have time for that? Let's do it. I love it. Awesome. Hey, Keep following us because I'm going to have Rick back on in a future episode. But this is all we have for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Deuces. Thanks, Justin.